The Triathlon Show 157. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and on today's episode I do like last week and interview representatives for different companies where each gets 10 minutes or so to answer some questions about their company's uh, unique value proposition, their 30 second pitch, their unique features and benefits why somebody should switch to them. But uh, when last week was about training planning and analysis software, this week it's all about indoor bike training software. So the companies that I interview today are in the order of uh, interviews conducted and also the order that you will hear them. Sufferfest, Ruby, Full Gas, Perf Pro Studio, Road Grand Tours, Swift and Trainer Road. But before we get into the interviews, let's thank our sponsors. First, we have Stack that you can find on stackzero.com. They make the world's quietest indoor bike trainers, and they are also very, very practical because you can fold them to get about three inches high, and you can store them anywhere, really, underneath your bed. That's what I do. And the fact that they are quiet is perfect for somebody who has a family and needs to get up early and do their training, but uh, don't want to wake up the others when they're doing their training so uh, no noise from the flywheel because they don't have one they use magnets to provide resistance and the stack trainers are available in different models from the basic model to the power meter equipped model and uh, finally the new stack zero halcyon which is a smart trainer model that you can use in erg mode with any of these companies uh, or softwares that we'll talk about today and this new version, the Stack Zero Halcyon, it won the Eurobike Award in 2018 uh, for the best bike training ac- accessory. So that is a fantastic achievement and it goes to show how great this trainer is. So go and check it out on stackzero.com. That's S-T-A-C-0 spelled out, dot com. And use the promo code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, to get 20% off your order. And a big thank you to Ventum that you can find on VentumRacing.com. Ventum has some great options for financing and trading in your old bike, actually. They have great financing options so that you can uh, pay off your bike in installments, but also you can trade in your current bike and get 110% of its value towards the purchase of a new Ventum bike. So those are some great options uh, if uh, you feel that the investment in a new bike is uh, cost prohibitive for you, but uh, just to know that there are options. And also, if you're looking to buy race wheels anyway, then consider that when you use the promo code that triathlon show all one word, all caps, you will get a free upgrade from training wheels to race wheels. Uh, and that, those are really good Edco Aerosport G065 race wheels that you will get for absolutely no extra cost just by applying the promo code that triathlon show, all one word, all caps, at checkout on VentumRacing.com. Note that this will not be seen on your order, but Ventum will be alerted to make that change. All right, so as last week, I have a few more words to say before we get stuck in with the interviews. And, uh, well, the format is exactly the same as last week. But uh, let's, uh, for anybody who might be newer to triathlon training, what uh, is an indoor bike training software? It's basically a software or an app that you can use on your computer or a mobile phone or a tablet 
while actually training on your indoor bike trainer. And there is some sort of communication between your bike trainer or your devices, like your power meter or your speed cadence sensor and that app or software, uh, either so that the app can actually control the resistance of the trainer. Uh, for example, if you're going up a hill in the in the virtual world, then it might make it heavier for you to, to bike. Uh, whereas, or it can be just the fact that on the screen you can see how fast you're going or how much power you're producing, that sort of thing. But there is a communication there depending on your equipment. And uh, also, just like last week, I have not used all of these platforms. In fact, I have only used one of them by the time of this recording, at least. So uh, this is just about basically showing you what different and showing me learning myself what different options are out there uh, what makes them different and why somebody may choose to go with uh, with different companies and somebody else might be more suited to another one so so it's really great you can hear what uh, the high level overview of each of these are and then the ones that seem the most relevant to you you can go and read up on on their websites and you can try them out because pretty much all of these have free trials so uh, it's uh, it's not it's not a non-risk investment to to go and try it out and see if it works for you and if it doesn't then you just switch to something else and finally uh, again as i said last week don't spend too much time in research mode uh, don't waste time training to not training actually do, do not make that sacrifice just use the free trials and uh, test it out, see what works for you. Uh, and if something works for you, then great. And if it doesn't, you can always switch. But at the end of the day, your job is to do the training and it should be structured, purposeful training. In some of these cases, the platform itself contains that sort of structure and purpose for you, uh, at least on the on the cycling side. In other cases, it doesn't. But then you can just combine the software with getting a training plan and any of these platforms will allow you to execute the training of a training plan while, for example, cycling in a virtual world. So, so you really can't do much wrong. Just give it a try and uh, see what you end up with, what you end up liking the most. All right, so let's start with the interviews. And again, this is in the order that I conducted them. First, we have Sufferfest, which is a very well-established player in the industry based in Singapore. And I have to say that they definitely win the award for best brand name, in my opinion. Sufferfest is a really cool name. Hey, I'm back with a quick editorial note. Sorry about that. But uh, actually, I recorded one more interview that I included in this episode because I had already finished the previous uh, episode with the training, planning and analysis software. And this interview is with Stephen Chung from Exert that you've heard before on the podcast. And this Exert as a software can go in either one of those categories. It really contains a mixture of both. So it's not out of place here in the bike training software episode either. But uh, let's just listen to this uh, this interview first. And then after that, you'll hear all the other interviews that I already mentioned in the order that I mentioned. So I'm here with Stephen Chung again from Exert, and we are going to include this episode or this interview and Exert as a platform in the bike trainer software episode, even though it's sort of a mix of both. It has capabilities that can be seen both as the training planning and analysis and also the the indoor bike trainer software. So uh, Stephen, can you, you can answer from from the perspective of both of these different scopes in all the questions. And the first question that I want to ask is, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? 
Well, Michael, I think what Exert offers is that it's a front-to-back training system, so it moves much beyond just the training software itself. What we have is a smart training platform that really uses your bike or your running power meter to allow you to self-coach and also to reach your fitness goals. And by smart, we mean that it's really adaptive. It constantly adjusts to your needs of your athlete, of your own event requirements, and also to what you are ready for on this day. So if you miss a day of training, the software will adjust and present a different workout appropriately. If you do too much on one day, if you went out for a hard ride when you should be taking it easy, it will also adjust. So it also removes the needs for constantly uh, doing a set type of testing. Anytime you do a hard workout, it will readjust your fitness. And also the intervals themselves will adjust as you do them. So it really is a smart training platform that really adapts each individual workout and each individual interval and your overall training plan to where you are at this moment. Perfect. So I think let's start with that training plan because that's something that I think a lot of listeners will be interested in learning more about, especially the self-coached athletes. Can you tell us what's the user experience and uh, what, what's it like when you when you sign up for Exert and you you put in your event and then what happens? How, how does the training plan, uh, how is it created and what happens then as you go through the training? We have what we call a the Exert Adaptive training advisor and what it does is it takes you up to 120 days out from an event and then from there the first 45 days it is built as a very periodized base training period the second 45 days is a build period and then the final 30 days leading up to the event is a peak type of uh, training phase. So every day you are presented with a range of suggestive workouts. So depending on what phase of training that you are in relative in those 120 days, and also again, what you are ready for on that particular day. So when I said that it was a smart software, it knows that if you are, we model fitness based on anywhere from one to five stars with five being the most fit. And so for example, if you are a, at a fitness of around two stars right now, it is not going to recommend a four or five star, very, very difficult, hard workout because it knows that you don't really have a good chance of finishing that kind of workout. So that's one level at which the software is smart. It presents you with the with a workout that can be hard but not too hard for you on any particular day. It also knows on that day what you are ready for in terms of, again, if you went and and did a really hard group ride the day before and you are very tired, Exert will know that and it won't necessarily recommend another hard workout for you it might recommend an endurance type of workout very easy workout or a recovery ride and the other thing that it will do is it will 
adapt an individual workout to your unique fitness signature. We model fitness based on three parameters, your threshold power, your high intensity energy, which is very analogous to your anaerobic work capacity, and also your peak power, rather than just a single FTP model. And so you may be a very sprinter type of rider, very punchy type of rider, and it will adapt an individual workout to your unique characteristics. Whereas I may be more of an endurance type of rider. Uh, we may have the exact same threshold power and be the exact same weight, but the intervals will be individually adapted to our unique signature. So every day you will get a, a range of uh, recommended workouts. You can just directly pick one of them or you can still choose your own workout. You can also choose to do a swift ride or any other ride and uh, each day the software will adjust to what you have done and what you are ready for. Yeah, so for those listeners interested that haven't listened to the episode with Steven and uh, Armando, the uh, the founder of Exert, that was back in an episode. I don't remember the number of, but I'll make sure to link to it in the show notes. And we discuss all of this modeling and the fitness parameters. And that will, for the skeptics, uh, it will perhaps go go a long way to to explain how this sort of adaptive training plan can actually work and and be beneficial. But since we are in the bike indoor training software episode, what does it look like now when you choose your workout and you go and do it? What what different options do you have for actually executing that workout? You have a variety of different workouts. You can choose to run it on your Garmin. We have an exert workout player that is directly integrated into your Garmin. So anytime you, you choose a workout, it will automatically be loaded onto your Garmin. And with your smart trainer, it will automatically work on there. So theoretically, you don't need anything else. You just need your smart trainer and your Garmin head unit and your power meter. And it will adjust everything directly as is. Another option that you can run is you can run things on the website itself so that you don't need a, you do not need to have a, um, a Garmin head unit. You can also run it from, we have an iOS app that will control your smart trainer. We also have an Android app that will do the same thing. The other thing that you can do is if you really like riding on Swift, uh, but you want to also get the benefits of Exert, we have a direct workout import model now into Swift so that you can select an individual workout on Exert, export it as a ZWO file, and then it will open up directly as a custom workout on Swift itself. So it will look exactly in terms of the user interface as if you were choosing a workout to do on Swift itself. So there's a whole variety of ways in which you can actually run the software. So so what's the the minimum? You you mentioned these in uh, already, but but to to wrap it up, like what equipment is needed at a minimum to use Exert? The minimum equipment would be a power meter or a smart trainer. So if you have a smart trainer like a kicker or a 
or a um, Cyclops hammer, you don't even need a power meter on your bike. So it can run it directly off of that. It can run it with simply your iOS device, whether it's a tablet or a phone or a um, Android device. So that would be the absolute bare minimum, having a smart trainer and either a phone, Android or iOS. So that would be the bare minimum. All right. Uh, but but if you have the the power meter, then you can use it on a on a non smart trainer, and you can even use it outside, correct? With the app, the absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and that's one of the advantages we think we have with Exert is that it is meant not just for indoor training; it is also meant for all of your power based training. Again, whether running or or on the bike, in that you can use it outdoors again with your android app on your on your bike or with the garmin and this the exact same workouts that you can do indoors it can be guiding you to do those same workouts outdoors also mm. so just briefly for the triathletes how, how does the the training calendar or whatever you want to call it the training log how does it work can you can you add swims and runs as well can you plan them can you analyze them uh, what uh, what's that looking like currently right now we do have the capacity for running and other sports integration also it's somewhat rudimentary right now in that we need you to punch in the data of how long the workout was and also what kind of training it was and our website explains a lot more in terms of the different focus of the workout so you need to estimate your workout in terms of its focus and also its duration and then it will whether it's swimming running cross-country skiing anything else it will it will be incorporated into your overall training software and also all of the modeling that we do in terms of your fatigue level in terms of recommended workouts and the other thing that we are working towards long term is to be kind of independent of power that we can model things very well on power but also we would like to and we are working towards expanding that modeling to things like heart rate and other variables too so that you are not restricted to requiring a power meter that's exciting that's exciting so let us know when that happens and we'll definitely announce it on the podcast so final question uh, or one of the final questions at least who do you think uh, exert is ideally suited for what's what's the the type of uh, of athlete that uh, that should consider switching to exert I think exert works very well for various kinds of triathletes if if you're a short course kind of drafting allowed pack riding athlete it is very the cycling is very very analogous to road racing and that is ideally suited for exert and its variety of of workouts that we have from high intensity efforts to more sustained time trial type efforts but even for a long course triathlete i think there's a huge value because we have the ability for you to look at your fatigue model live on garmin as you are 
in the middle of an event, whether it is a time trial, whether it is the bike leg of a triathlon. So it really allows you to model how hard you can go at different times of the ride. So for example, in the middle of a long course triathlon and there's a hill coming up, well, how hard can I really punch it on this hill before I'm going to fatigue too much? We have the ability to see that live on on the uh, garment as you are riding. So we've used it with great success with different triathletes and also time trial specialists to pace their cycling. So we feel it has a range of benefits. It's not just for kind of the, the punchy racing type of triathlete, but it can be invaluable for a long course, very uh, draft non-legal uh, triathlete too. And uh, how much does it cost? And uh, do you have any free trials that you offer? Absolutely. We have a 30-day free trial that you can upload all of your data and analyze it. You have full access to the site for 30 days for free. And then we also have a uh, two-tier model. We have it's $10 US a month if you bill it monthly. And it's also... We have a reduction down to $100 a year for uh, billing annually. So it works out to you get two months free if you sign up for a full year. We do have an absolutely free model in that uh, it allows you to analyze up to one workout a, a, um, a week. So, for example, if you really just want to try out Exert and just want to see and model a particular workout every week that you do, we also have a completely free model too. Perfect. And uh, we'll link to Exert in the show notes and the episode description. It's exertonline.com and also you have barbenbiases.com. So we'll have both of those links in the show notes and episode description. And also, of course, the previous episode where you and uh, Armando both talked about Exert in greater detail. And uh, we go quite deep into the, the modeling aspects and different use cases and the benefits that you can have for the triathlon and cycling population. So uh, thank you, Stephen. This was, uh, it was great talking to you and uh, hope uh, that uh, the listeners are interested in learning more and go and check out the free trial that you have. Great. Thanks for having me on again, Michael. So I'm here with Dylan Robbins from uh, Sufferfest. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you, Michael. How are you doing? Really good. Thank you. And uh, the first question I'm going to ask you about Sufferfest is uh, what's your 30-second elevator pitch? 30-second elevator pitch is the Sufferfest is the most comprehensive training platform available for cyclists and uh, triathletes. So we take cutting-edge sports science. We partner with Neil Henderson and his crew at Apex Coaching in Boulder, Colorado. We'll talk a little bit more about him later in the interview. And we uh, use his sports science, and we make it available pretty much to anyone with an internet connection and a turbo trainer. So we have cycling workouts. We have mental toughness training we have yoga for cyclists and triathletes, and now we're releasing strength training in November. So we aim to be the most comprehensive training platform available. That does sound comprehensive and very impressive to have Neil Henderson. I didn't know that, uh, but for listeners that are not aware, he's the coach of, among others, Flora Duffy, who is, uh, of course, uh, one of the most dominant ladies on the triathlon circuit, on the ITU uh, circuit. Uh, so very impressive stuff. What are the main features and benefits? Some of them you mentioned already, but feel free to go a bit deeper of uh, your platform. 
So our whole uh, philosophy is that uh, training programs should be integrated. So as opposed to having, you know, your, your triathlon, your cycling, your running and your swim workouts over here, and then maybe your strength training over here and your, your mental training over here, we aim to integrate them into one plan. So as I mentioned, we work with uh, Neil Henderson and his career Apex, uh, Matt Casson, also one of his uh, athletes who is a, a very accomplished coach in his own right to create integrated training plans. We have plans for uh, cycling, all the disciplines, road, cyclocross, mountain bike. But we also have triathlon plans for Olympic sprint distance, a half IM and full IM. And they integrate all the aspects of our platform. But I think what really distinguishes us in addition to the comprehensive nature of what we offer for one subscription is uh, our four-dimensional uh, power platform. So this was developed uh, with Neil at Apex. And as you mentioned, Neil, his palmares are, are pretty impressive. Uh, Cam Dye, um, Evelyn Stevens, Rowan Dennis, um, Taylor Nib, he uh, and Flora Duffy. He's coached all of these athletes in addition to, to amateur athletes out of uh, his studio there in in Boulder. But he helped us develop something called four dimensional power. And what that is is it's a one hour testing protocol that measures not just FTP, but it measures your neuromuscular power, your maximal aerobic power, your functional threshold power, and your anaerobic capacity. And what it does is it gives a a complete power profile of an athlete. So it shows exactly how they produce power across those four metrics. And then the app will tailor all of the power targets in the workouts to match your unique profile. So two athletes that could have the exact same FTP, functional threshold power, but vastly different MAP, AC, or um, neuromuscular power, they're going to get completely different workouts, even if technically they're doing the same session because we map those targets to their unique values. And what that does is it ensures that you're working at the correct intensity to get stronger. So someone who has uh, better neuromuscular power, maybe they're not getting these training stimulus they need out of a workout that's solely based on, on FTP measurements. And how that is relevant to triathletes is triathletes tend to assume that because they're doing steady state efforts that they need to just train steady state, but that's not the case. Uh, Neil has found in, in his research when he was uh, the director at the Boulder Center for Sports Medicine, and then in his work with his athletes, that if you don't train the other aspects of how you produce power, in particular, maximal aerobic power, that kind of acts as a ceiling on your FTPs. But if you're only doing steady state efforts and not doing high intensity training, then you're going to bump up against that map ceiling and your, your FTP is not going to go up. So in working with Cam and his other triathletes, he incorporates these high intensity interval sessions that are mapped to their particular power profile that helps raise that map so that they can raise their FTP and perform better in those steady state efforts. So I think that's really what we offer in addition to that comp comprehensive nature is workouts that are tailored to an athlete's complete power profile. They're not assuming based upon your FTP uh, that you can produce power at these different levels. We know exactly what you're capable of across the spectrum. That, that's absolutely true. Like from a sports science standpoint, uh, FTP, uh, an athlete's FTP is produced differently depending on the athlete's individual makeup. So uh, yeah, that's uh, great to hear that you use that. And out of curiosity, it's not, uh, or it's not directly re related to how uh, a listener may uh, find your platform or not, but just from a sports science standpoint, do you find that those differences are mostly found at or above the FTP, or is are the workout scaled also quite significantly below FTP at those more lower intensity interval levels as well? 
It's typically at or above. So there are athletes have, have different percentages of their, their maximal aerobic power in relation to their FTP, their anaerobic capacity in, their, in relation to their FTP. And it's typically those super threshold efforts, efforts that we see a lot of difference. So again, two athletes with the same FTP, one might be a sprinter, one might be someone who can uh, handle repeated efforts um, a lot more effectively. But workouts that are just based upon percentage of FTP aren't going to provide the, the effective training stimulus to those two athletes. So we do see it more in supra threshold efforts, not really below. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. The reason I ask is that as a coach, I use WKO and can, with WKO, identify those sorts of, uh, of power makeup differences in athletes. But the individualization of power zones in WKO only uh, comes into play uh, at or above the FTP. So I wanted to clarify if that's also uh, sort of what you do. That is the case. Uh, so le- yeah. So so let's go to the next uh, question, which is what makes your software... Actually, I've already... Or you already explained this really well. My next question on the list is what makes your software unique? Uh, so if you just wrap it up uh, really quickly and also you can answer at the same time, why should somebody on a different platform or none at all consider switching to you? Uh, I think uh, our our kind of unique offering is that we provide everything that you need in order to get stronger, tougher, and faster in one platform. And again, it's integrated into one training plan. So really, you don't have to think. All you have to do is is fire up the app and and do the work, do the workouts and the activities that are assigned for that day. So that the comprehensive nature of it means that that you're going to uh, get stronger, tougher, and faster quicker because it is all integrated. We take that into account. Also, the the personalized nature of it is we don't treat you as a single number. We look at the totality of who you are as an athlete and tailor your training accordingly. So our training plans are designed specifically for your four-dimensional power results. So if you are someone who has a sprinting weakness or a sustained weakness, we have specific plans that will develop your strengths while improving your weakness. So if you want truly individualized, comprehensive training, the Sufferfest is the best option of And what type of athlete is uh, Sufferfest ideally suited for? You know, our users run the gamut from the uh, amateur enthusiast that just likes to do the occasional sportif or grand fondo all the way up until the the professional athlete. Like, for example, like I said, Cam Dye uses our workouts with Neil Henderson in order to uh, get some high-intensity training into his program. So we really run the gamut. So it's someone we're really geared towards the time-crunched athlete. So our workouts are designed to get maximum benefit with minimum time. The yoga sessions are less than 15 minutes. The mental training, mental toughness program is designed to take very little time out of your week, as is the strength training. So it's really for that time crunched athlete who wants to maximize the benefit from the limited time they do have to train. I want to ask about the strength training and mental training. What, uh, How many times per week are those meant to be done roughly? And, and how long are those sessions? So the mental training, it depends upon the week, but it's typically two sessions per week. They are audio modules with a workbook that you do some exercises, and they usually only take about 10, 15 minutes per day. So you're not adding much in terms of uh, training volume, if you want to call it volume, to your week. And the same with the strength training. Uh, It's a progressive uh, bodyweight-based circuit program uh, designed specifically to improve your performance on the bike. So we're not adding mass or anything like that. These are functional exercises. And it's a progression that covers about uh, 24 weeks. And at the beginning of that progression, it's usually only two sessions per week. 
And at the beginning, they're only 12 minutes long. And as you go through the progression, I think the longest session we have is about 45 minutes as you get towards those, the last of that 24 week progression. So really it's not adding a bunch of time to your training schedule. Low, low volume, but high value, mental training and strength exactly. training. Yep. That uh, is the, our core or core philosophy is, is that exactly. So how much uh, does, uh, does it cost? What's the, what's the subscription plan and, and do you offer any trials? Uh, we do. We offer a, a seven-day free trial. And starting November 1st, we're increasing our prices of our monthly subscription for the first time ever from $10 US to $12.99 US. But we're keeping the annual subscription at $99 US per year. So if you do that, that works out to only $8.25 US per month. And where can the listeners go to learn more about Sufferfest? So the easiest way is to go to our website. It's just thesufferfest.com. Perfect. And it will be linked up in the show notes, of course. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, thank you so much, uh, Dylan, for taking some time to answer these questions. It's uh, helped me learn about Sufferfest because I I haven't used it. Uh, I'll be uh, honest about that. uh, But it sounds really brilliant. So uh, thank you for, for clarifying what you guys are all about and your unique offering to triathletes and cyclists. Absolutely. My pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on. Next, we have Ruvi, based in Czech Republic. I'm here with uh, Peter Samek from Ruvi. Welcome, Peter. Hi. It's uh, great to be here and uh, be able to welcome you as well. Your software is actually new to me, but some of my listeners uh, pointed out that uh, yours is uh, becoming very popular. So let's just dive right in. What's your 30-second elevator pitch about Ruvi? Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Miguel. Uh, Ruby is the indoor cycling software with the focus on variety. You need the indoor trainer, bike, and our roadway, and we will control the indoor trainers based on GPS elevation profile. You will see the real video synchronized with your speed, and uh, you will ride the stage from the to the front almost like in real. So we are trying to bring the outdoors inside. Uh, but Rowe is a complex. It means we offer all the structured workouts, free ride training. You can synchronize your workouts of day with training peaks and more and more. Perfect. That uh, that gives us a great overview. And uh, if you dive deeper into the main features and uh, benefits, uh, just go ahead and uh, tell us uh, what else we need to know about it. You know, we focus on reality, uh, reality and accuracy. Uh, for this indoor season, by the way, we are coming with the great new improvements, augmented reality, video smoothing, and new on races. Uh, so let's start with, vi- we visualize the 3D objects like riders, uh, split gates, and uh, other, other objects into the two-dimensional real videos. So we can guarantee that real video, real elevation profile, and the great motivation all in one. That's the augmented reality, and uh, we are really proud to to have it this this, this year. Uh, also, we work hard to eliminate the bouncing video in the uh, in the slow speed sections of the virtual route, which ride. Sorry, we use the advanced algorithms to interpolate the video frames in case of of the slow motion. So uh, the final effect is uh, you will see great video with the great quality. And in December, uh, we plan to release the beta version of the new online races. We will combine the augmented roads with the online, ride, online riding. So you can 
ride against your friends online like Zwift, but on real roads. And of course, it's not a game. We focus still on the reality and accuracy. So this uh, gives me at least some idea of how you stand out from some of the other uh, software that are out there. But uh, if uh, you can clarify that, what makes what is your unique selling point compared to to other software, and why should somebody who is potentially on on a different platform consider switching to Ruby? We um, we really believe that Ruby is the unique mix of the complex indoor cycling software and the very high tech features like augmented roads and video smoothing. So again, it's about simulation of the outdoors inside. Do you like uh, European Alpine passes to the France or any other nice road? You can ride it at home, make fun with friends via online races, and we can guarantee that you will enjoy it. Do you, do you have the Dolomites there? Because I really miss the Dolomites. Uh, yes, we have definitely. Perfect. <laughs> I'll try it out. Uh, so, uh, going to the next question, what type of person do you think uh, Ruby is ideally suited for? In general, th- in general, there is no limit. Of course, we we expect cyclists uh, or triathletes. Uh, on other on another hand, uh, cycling is painful, and we focus on reality. So, don't expect some cheats or, or etc. Et do you want to ride uphill? Believe me, you will be sweating a lot. So definitely uh, for everybody who who wants to ride indoor like outdoor. And, and are there any restrictions? Do you have to have a smart trainer or do you have to have a power meter? Uh, do you support different sorts of setups in that way or how does that work? In general, we support all uh, major brands like Tax, Elite, uh, Wahoo, uh, Kinetic, uh, Cyclops, definitely. Uh, and it doesn't matter if smart trainers or or um, or classic trainers. Of course, in case of classic trainers, um, definitely we, we recommend the, the smart trainers because we can control completely the resistance and everything. In case of classic trainers, you have to uh, you have to have a speed speed sensor. And we have to uh, we have to support your specific classic trainer because we have to know the the power characteristic. Uh, or another another choice is uh, to combine the classic trainer and your power meter. After that, uh, it's very simple. Okay, okay. But uh, so uh, the easiest way for people that don't have all the latest gear and tech, they can get by with a. A classic trainer and a speed sensor, which is a, a cheap device. So, so that's good. Uh, a good entry point. How much does Ruby cost, and do you offer any trials? Uh, definitely for the new users, we have a 14 days trial for free. Uh, otherwise, Ruby is available for PC, iPad, iPhone, Android, and you can choose uh, the standard subscription for seven dollars per month or the premium subscription uh, for $10 per month. Uh, premium offers the premium video roads, uh, family sharing, and a few more really great benefits. What was, so the, sec- what was the second benefit you said? Uh, did you say camera sharing? And what is that? Uh, fam- sorry, fam- family, family sharing. It means that uh, in case of premium subscription, you can invite uh, to your family, fam- family members. Uh, to use uh, to share your your subscription, so up to three 
um, three uh, family members, you and two more. You can you can you can ride Ruby. You can use the Ruby uh, for one premium subscription plan. Okay, perfect. That's uh, that's a great uh, great plan. I think. Uh, any final words that you want to say? Any anything that we haven't talked about, and that then also tell us where we can learn more about Ruby. Uh, definitely, uh, please visit our website rovi.com, read our blog, and follow our Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we are releasing the official public beta in, uh, of the augmented roads uh, the first of November, and in December uh, we will release the we will release the uh, beta of online races. And believe me, it's 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 a big. You you definitely could you could try it. Okay, can can I ask for for my own personal sake? Uh, because the augmented reality, uh, can you explain again? How does that differ from what you currently have? You know, uh, until now we have we used we used just a video, real video from uh, from video uh, from Tour de France, for example. So you can you can take a GoPro camera, you can capture the video, and uh, you can write. That's that's two dim- two dimensional real video. The augmented reality is that uh, we uh, we process the video frame by frame, and based on the each frame of video, we build the 3D engine behind this, and after that we can combine two-dimensional video uh, of the route with three-dimensional objects like riders. So we can we can place the 3d riders into the videos they will uh, so the final effect is that you will see once uh, some of your competitors yeah, some compet- some competitors uh, are passing passing you or so it's that's the augmented reality okay now i get it 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 took me a while and so uh, even though i'm an engineering <laughs> background and, and should know this stuff but uh, yeah i i can see that so and you guys must be very fit having Reading all those routes yourself, of course, <laughs> capturing all that footage. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay, it was uh, great talking to you, Peter. Uh, talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. And on the other side of the world, we have uh, Full Gas from Melbourne, Australia. So I'm here with uh, Mike Lucas, who is the founder of Full Gas. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hello. Thanks for having great me. Great to. Great, great to to be here with you and learn more about this platform that uh, I have to admit I hadn't heard about before. One of my listeners suggested it when I posted on Facebook that I was doing this kind of episode. So uh, let's hear your thirty second elevator pitch about Full Gas. Thanks for that. Um, at, at Full Gas, our mission is is simple: it's to create great, recreate great rides from around the world as realistically as possible. So we do that with four K video our own unique technology to process all the right data and lots of sophisticated trainer control to make it feel real. And then we, we try and package that up in something, you know, into an app that's really simple and easy to use. Perfect. That's uh, That sums it up brilliantly. Uh, and uh, if we dig li- a little bit deeper into the, the features and, and benefits, uh, feel free to expand freely upon any of those things that you already mentioned or add new things to the mix here. Sure, yeah. So... So the idea is that we, as I said in that little summary there, we'll we'll find rides and get them recorded. So that might be the Kona course, it might be Alpe d'Huez, but it might be some quirky little road around the back streets of somewhere in Denmark. It could be anywhere. Um, 
But just like we all ride outside to get fit, uh, if you ride those same roads indoors, you still get fit. So the more closely we can recreate that, the the more specific the, tr- the training benefit is and um, hopefully your brain thinks you're outside. It, it makes it a bit more fun, yes, when the brain thinks you're outside and, and not, not yeah. inside. Yeah. So, 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 what makes you unique? Because there are other uh, platforms, software that that also do similar things. And uh, sure. what what is yeah. your unique proposition here? Okay, it's all filmed on bikes. So you'll find at the moment, if you look at other video training apps, they'll either be filmed with the camera bolted to a car at the kind of high end, or it's random people just uploading stuff themselves. And it's hard. There's lots of issues with data not syncing to videos, uh, GPS dropping out, and so on and so forth. So at the input end, uh, it's always filmed on a bike. So it, therefore, it can be down gravel tracks or in the middle of fondos and so on. And it's going at the right speed. And secondly, uh, it's all curated. So it's all very carefully synced to make sure the data is in time with the video. And it's... The skill level and technology needed to get that right is above what just random people bunging content onto a platform can achieve. Got it. Uh, and you broke up a little bit for me here the first sentence. So it, you said it's all, was it uh, 4K or what was it that you said there in the, oh, at the very beginning? I, I, okay, so everything that's been filmed in the last year is 4K. And yep. then the year, I guess you could sort of say the year before, because it's been around for a few years now, about three years. So everything this year has been 4K. The year before that, it was sort of 1080. And when it first started, kind of 720 to 1080. Um, okay. And it, it, whilst not, obviously, not everyone has a 4K TV, um, it still looks a lot better even on a smaller screen. Mm, yeah, got it. So so really what, uh, what makes you unique is... Uh, is the quality of the footage, but but also how you how you sync it, uh, et, et cetera, and and make it appear real as as you're training inside, but you you really make it as a good experience that makes you almost think that you're outside. Yeah, and I spent years um, as a cycling coach and a triathlon coach, and as someone who who used to race, so I know what it looks like and feels like to ride. So it's been, I guess, a, a personal obsession to be able to recreate that. And and do you have a like somebody who is perfectly suited for your software within the athletic population? A certain type of of athlete that that would be the ideal fit for you. Well, of course, as the founder, I think everybody's suitable. But in reality, um, I think it's sort of it's for some people, it's the only thing they use indoors, and they just like that escapism. Some people use it for their easier training. And some, but some people use it for all of their hill training. So we have uh, one of our users uh, used to race the Tour de France a lot. A guy called an Australian called Patrick Yonker, and he still goes and does Tour de France trips. So he'll take people on tours. So what he does is he gets fit for that by riding up and down mountains in full gaze, and mm. uh, he loves it. I couldn't do that twice a day, but he likes it. Yeah, yeah, and and of course it uh, the software makes the the resistance of the trainer sync with the grade and so on. I, I assume. Yes, that that's correct. So it syncs with the grade, but also the video speeds up and slows down with your effort. 
So yep. for Pat, so for Pat as he's getting fit to go away, he will, um, you know, start off doing quite slow times up the mountains. Then he'll get quicker and quicker. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now that sounds sounds great. Uh, one more thing about the the rides that you have, like how how big is your library and uh, yeah, how how uh, many? Yeah, good question. There's about there's about four hundred rides now, and we've currently got about a hundred that we're finishing processing that we need to get online through the winter. Okay, and how long are those rides typically, or does it vary a lot? They vary from the shortest one is a little hill loop that's three minutes, and the longest one is probably the entire Kona Ironman course. Okay, okay, so there's a, a good good variety there. So, what's the what, what's the price of the of the software, and uh, do you offer any trials? Uh, we everyone gets a two week free trial. Uh, and that's unlimited access. They can use it as much as they like. Uh, it's $9.90 a month, or there's a discount if you buy a year at a time. Okay, perfect. And uh, finally, where can the listeners learn more about Fullgas? Uh, our website, fullgas.com, or download the app from the App Store for iOS or the Apple TV um, App Store. And Apple, Apple TV would be the best experience. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll link to to all of that in the show notes. But do you, so. You, does that mean that you you have to be an iPhone or iPad user or Apple TV to be able to use your platform? Correct. It does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Mike. This has been uh, been very useful, and uh, I've enjoyed chatting with you about about full gas. No problem at all. Ever have any more questions? Just get in touch. Perfect. Bye. And our next interview is with Perf Pro Studio from the United States. And uh, heads up, if you are a coach or you own a studio and do group classes or similar, then you should listen up a little bit extra here because this platform doesn't just work for personal use at home, but it actually allows you to set up group workouts in a studio, which is, uh, which is a cool and uh, quite unique feature. All right, so I'm here with Drew from Perf Pro Studio. And uh, the first question that I want to ask you, Drew, that I ask everybody is, uh, what is uh, your 30-second elevator pitch? 30-second elevator pitch. So that's uh, <laughs> It's been a while since I've had an interview, so I almost had to look that one up. <laughs> but uh, I think I think Perf Pro Studio fulfills a, a, a need in the athletic trainer to market. Um it provides the workouts for home use and commercial use, especially um, using all all different types of uh, trainers, bike trainers, treadmills, rowers, that kind of thing. And so, and these can all be mixed and matched uh, together. So I have a lot of studios that do um, group brick type workouts where they've got treadmills and bikes set up and they can hop back and forth. Um, so it, it really creates a, a unique setup for a lot of home use and studio uh, settings. Can can you explain that because I think that a lot of listeners probably aren't familiar with you with you and your software. I wasn't at least until some listeners uh, tipped me off about you. So so what is your how does it work when you work with uh, or when studios use your software and what do you offer for the the casual listeners that just want to use your software in their home for their own triathlon training? Well, the the primarily uh, the primary method of communication with the trainers and the treadmills and everything else is through Ant Plus. Um, uh, there's there's some exceptions to that rule if you've got some older copy trainers or uh, Kurt Kinetic has one with a USB type connection. So um, those can be communicated through those through those means, but um, the majority is through Ant Plus. 
And so if you've got, uh, you know, the, the typical Ant Plus devices, like a, like, let's say like a Wahoo Kicker, um, those trainers broadcast an Ant Plus signal, or you've got a bunch of the different type of Garmin devices, let's say like a foot pod for a, a treadmill or um, a Concept2 rower, which broadcasts Ant Plus, uh, a Perf Pro Studio can pick those up. And so with a with a home use, let's say with even more than one bike or a studio setting, you just set how many of each type of trainer you have, um, get them set in the right position, and then um, and then basically off you go. You start setting up workouts, and everybody then uh, rides at their potential um, thresholds, you know, percentages of that, and uh, everybody can get a pretty good workout in together then. Okay, so so for the listener that uh, if we primarily focus on uh, the listener that wants to do workouts in their home mm-hmm. and not in a studio environment, uh, they they can set up those workouts themselves. Do you have a workout library, things like that? Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the features within the software? Yeah, the workouts. Uh, there's about sixty or so that come with it out uh, with the trial package uh, right out of the box. Um, licensed users they have access to around five thousand workouts. Um, I have it set up so that uh, various coaches and people can share these workouts out on the web um, through my website, and then with Perf Pro Studio you can then just pull down these libraries and uh, and then start to analyze and see what's right for you. Um, there's also a, a schedule calendar out there that's kind of like a training plan. Um, you can download those as well. And so a lot of those are built up by coaches. So you can pull those down and they're linked to the same workouts that come with those libraries. Um, so uh, you, you got to kind of hunt and peck a little bit if, you, um, if you're not exactly sure what you want. But most of those libraries have a, a kind of a level set up for it. If you're a beginner, you know, intermediate or, or expert, um, you can find a plan that's right for you. And, um, and then... Uh, also contact me for support if they need more information. There's some of these coaches that will actually sell their uh, sell their plans out there, and uh, you can contact them and um, and get with them and, and uh, know a little bit more about the about the training plans themselves. All right. And uh, what other features do you have in your software that uh, you think are important to talk about that we haven't uh, mentioned already? Well, one thing that's really cool um, about Perf Pro is is its high flexibility of the of the live data it provides. So, just beyond, let's say we're on a bike trainer, just beyond typical power and heart rate and speed and cadence and all that, uh, it can really dig into a lot of the other metrics that these uh, devices provide. So, um, and then a lot of the things that can be calculated. So, if you're into normalized power, some of the training peaks type of metrics, um, you can get that on the fly. Uh, if you're if you've got your heart rate, power, and let's say you're on a treadmill pace zones, if you got all those set up, you can go to a, your pace or your, your power zone screen and look at how much time you're spending in each zone, what zone you're currently in, how much power you're putting out at that same time. Um, and then so, and if you really want to dig into some of the other metrics like critical power, if you want to follow that model, let's say you're doing critical power rather than uh, functional threshold power, you know, the typical FTP, you can really start digging into some of those metrics that uh, a lot of them have been established by Dr. Skiba. And uh, he set up things like bike, like bike scores, which is similar to training stress scores, um, but mainly like mainly W prime. So 
what you can then do with, with critical power is this, when you establish W prime, that's basically how much gas you've got in your tank. And as you go beyond your critical power, the, your tank starts to empty. And if you go under it, then your tank will start to pick back up. So you can kind of base workouts on, on W prime if, um, if that's what you're into. And you just need to do, you know, a little more research for yourself to see what that's all about. But those metrics are there uh, on the fly. And then what's cool in was with with it post workout is that I've got the analytical software in place that does all the post workout processing. It can push up, it can push all your data up to various websites like Training Peaks and Strava and Ride with GPS and Dropbox and everything else that you want to do. But then it can also uh, take all that data, measure how much stress you're putting in, and give you a like a stress balance. Um, email the reports to you. So if you're a studio and you want to get all these, all these reports out to everybody right away after the workout, um, they'll basically see an email with a report by the time they get in their car if they're leaving the studio there. Um, the analyzer side of things also does a really nice job of, of doing athlete administration. So you can pretty much manage most of your athlete data right within Analyzer. And it, you can get like weekly and monthly and frequency usage and everything else tracked for you. And... Um, um, and that, that can save you a lot of time. Um, and then there's also the ability to uh, link link that data up onto the web so that multiple locations can also share that same information. I've got a plugin for that. And then um, so that really that really helps, um, you know, larger studios out. Or if, let's say you've got a person that travels a little bit and they can link to that same data all the time, basically like some of the other platforms do on the web. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, so, uh, what was I going to ask? Yeah, sorry. Uh, when you look at when you do a workout, are you looking at sort of like a dashboard with various metrics, or do you have like some software into the video, virtual reality, that sort of thing? What is it that users will see when they do workouts with with your software? Well, not so much virtual reality. You know, most out of the box, um, you know, kind of a standard thing would be seeing lots of live data with with uh, interactive graphing. Um, but uh, a lot of people leverage the ability to uh, pair up video workouts with with uh, with some of the workouts. So back in the day when um, when Sufferfest was not an app but more of a video providing service, they had workouts, and so one of the popular things there was to create workouts that synced up with those videos, and then what you basically have is a video workout. So they've got their own thing going on now, but there are other videos that you can link up within PerfPro uh, provided by other people like Epic and, and Ride, that kind of thing, um, that um, where you can either, if it's not, if the workout isn't quite what you want, you can always tweak it and then just sync it up so that you've always got some kind of interactive thing going on. Um, but the other thing too is you've got different modes with 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 PerfPro. So um, not just like an FTP mo uh, mode where you're, you know, riding percentages every threshold, but you've also got course modes where you're actually riding courses that you can download. Um, I've got around 700 courses that you can download, or you can actually just ride outside, record it, bring it in, and and uh, edit the workout a little bit, the course, and then and then ride that indoors. But then you can also do both. So if you want to do a course riding in course mode, but also do a workout, you know, actually have some some kind of structure while riding that course, sort of like doing a, a workout outside, um, you can do that as well. Um, so there's there's lots of options there um, to, to really get into. And it's, um, um, you know, I, I, what I try to do is just create the most flexibility as possible so that, uh, you know, every, basically every need that, that somebody has or a studio has is being filled.
Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that, who who is uh, this software ideally suited for? It sounds like studios, definitely. But uh, can you expand upon who your ideal customer might be? Well, really anybody. You know, I I find that. Um, the the range is really wide. Uh, Me being a data geek myself, you know, I've, I've got uh, 15 years of, of triathlon uh, racing and that under my belt, but from years back, but um, uh, so with, with where I came from being a, being a bit of a computer nerd and and getting into all these things, I really kind of wanted to create something that had a high level of data that could provide but you don't have to go there if you don't want to. If you just want to ride and train and get your results and perhaps it's your your coach that needs to do that work, you can provide that. Um, so it can really it can really be a wide range. And then, you know, and, and then today's world, you know, everybody has multiple multiple different platforms of things, you know. So if um I have Netflix, but maybe I also like Hulu, so I'll I'll have them both. Well, um if you're if you're on the in the trainer road cramp, uh, camp, maybe Maybe you're also using Perfpro for other things, just depending on what kind of mood you're in. So there's there's that kind of thing. So I really think it really hits everybody's needs. It's just really kind of dependent on whether or not um, you enjoy that interface. Maybe you, you just always want video, that kind of thing. But I try to provide as much as I can, and uh, I tend to hit a pretty wide audience with that. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, the cost of the software, and uh, do you offer any free trials? Yeah, absolutely. So the the uh, the home use license is ninety nine dollars, and it's been that way for quite a while. But you get two weeks um, to try it out, no matter no matter if you're home use or a studio with forty trainers, and I have some with that with that many. Um, it's all the same. You get a two week trial. A lot of times, studios need a little bit more time. I can offer that. That's not a big deal. Um, but the price for the studio stuff goes up as the uh, the number of riders that want to train at the same time goes up. So I have a, a six rider license, an eight, a twelve, and then basically an unlimited if you really want to go super high. Yeah, and and that uh, ninety nine license for the home use, uh, it's uh, it's a one time payment, I guess. That's, yep, that's a one time fee. Yep. Okay, I'm still that's... I'm still managing to to do the uh, the non subscription and uh, and that's making many people happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would assume so in in this yes. day and age. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep. All right. So, where can listeners uh, go to learn more about you and uh, your software? Uh, website mainly at perfprostudio.com. Also, see me out on Facebook. Um, I've got presence out on Twitter as well. Um, and uh, certainly hit me up uh, through my contact page and ask any questions you, ha- you have. I try to get back to you as soon as I can. It's, it's uh, usually fairly quick. Perfect. It's been great talking to you, Drew. Thank you so much. And now moving on to Road Grand Tours. I actually, right now, I don't remember from which country this company is based. Uh, uh, so I don't know. The interview, the accent might make it clear in the interview or not. I guess we'll just have to find out. But anyway, it's Road Grand Tours. So now I'm happy to welcome Alex Serban, founder of Road Grand Tours, to that triathlon show. Alex, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Let's start with the first question that I ask everybody that is on this episode. And that is, what is your and Road Grand Tours 30-second elevator pitch? Well, it's uh, the, the the five second elevator pitch is it's a cycling simulator. The uh, the thirty second one is that it's uh, it's a free and open cycling simulator uh, with uh, with a couple of goals. The first one is to 
bring the best experience to to anybody using the platform. So uh, you know, really transport people to uh, to those nice cycling roads that make them feel like they're really cycling and interacting with their friends and so on. So we're aiming for the best possible experience from a from a user uh, user experience point of view, from a graphics point of view, and and all that. And the second one is that we want to make it as accessible as uh, possible to everybody. We want to make sure that uh, anybody that has any interest in sort of using the the virtual space to to have a cycling experience has access to it from uh, from obviously the the community any any sort of like cyclist out there to any club uh, you know uh, uh, team uh, or a company building uh, bikes or anything like that we want everybody to be able to take advantage of uh, this really cool uh, potential that virtual uh, virtual cycling has Right, so that's that sounds exciting. So let's uh, dig a little bit deeper into into those uh, features and benefits that your platform offers. So, so it's a simulator, and uh, how? So, can you tell us a little bit more, basically, about what a user that signs up for your software, what they uh, will encounter when they start using it? Uh, so, first of all, uh, you ride a couple of these uh, very well-known. Uh, roads that mean a lot to cyclists. So uh, we have the uh, the Vantu. We've actually taken it offline for a little bit to, to overhaul it. Uh, but we have the Vantu. We have the Stelvio Pass. Uh, we have a couple of race circuits around Berlin and uh, London. Uh, we have the, the Cup Formentor route on Mallorca, which is a, a big destination for a lot of Europeans going there when, when the weather is not fantastic. Um, and we're looking to add more and more of these. So the first one is, I guess, is the exploration, the, the ability to fight these uh, these roads exactly as if we were there because the physics are realistic and the graphics are realistic. So we're aiming to to make people feel like they're they're actually riding on these roads. Uh, the second one is uh, obviously the social element, the fact that you see other cyclists on the road and you can chat with them and you can draft them and you can ride together. Um, We've just launched events, uh, and these are uh, these are events that the community can uh, can organize and obviously participate in. So, if anybody wants uh, to have a race, let's say around the A Bar Circuit in Berlin or Canary Wharf in London uh, on Saturday night at 8 p.m., they can just uh, set that up. Uh, say, uh, you know, like I want to do a 20 lap race around Canary Wharf, and then uh, that's all they do. They click uh, one button and they get a web page that they can put on Facebook and invite their friends uh, to join the race, and uh, you know. An hour before the event, they will get an email. Uh, go ahead, join, and uh, then the event starts. And after that, they get the results. Um, so uh, these are these are the first things. Like you can explore roads, you can uh, you can hang out with people, you can ride with your friends, you can uh, you know meet other people, and uh, you can uh, you can have your own events. Uh, we also do Strava segments, and what we believe is uh, sort of an, an exciting way to visualize them. Where we make them feel like mini races. So you have a start gate and an end gate, and there's barriers on the side, and we'll soon be adding people cheering you on on the sides and so on. Um, and uh, but the whole point this is uh, this is just a uh, this is just a start. This is the beginning. Uh, we want to we want to open the platform. We want to make sure that anybody that has an idea out there and uh, wants to to organize uh, an event or any kind of experience in, in the virtual space has the ability to do that. Uh, so, for example, you know we want to be able to to hold uh, e-fondos. You know, like bring bring in the, the the most popular grand fondos around the world that a lot of people want to participate in. Uh, bring those indoors. So, give the ability to organizers to be able to uh, have digital versions of their roads and reproduce the event so that they don't only hold it once a year for a limited amount of people, they can uh, hold it multiple times a year and make it available to anybody around the world. 
that sounds really cool and thank you for that uh, that explanation it uh, definitely uh makes me understand a lot better what you're what you're all about so so really cool things um so what what is it you feel that makes your software unique because there are other simulators uh, out there so why should somebody who is on some other simulator platform or just another cycling training platform in general uh consider switching to you guys uh, well, it's uh, it's a better experience, first of all. So the uh, you know from the beginning, from uh, when you install it and you connect your devices, we aim to make it as simple as possible, as intuitive as possible. Uh, the graphics are pretty nice, and we're always making them better. So well, we really try and make the roads uh, and the bikes and everything really look exactly like the the real thing. Uh, and uh, the physics are really good, so uh, I don't want to say that they're perfect, but we're really trying to uh, to keep it as close to to real life cycling as possible. So the obviously the physics model is is as accurate as we can get it, uh, so that you can you know if you climb the virtual Stelvio, it's exactly the same effort as uh, as you would climb the real one. Um, the uh, drafting uh, it's a work in progress, but it's uh, it's getting there. It's it's uh, you know pretty realistic the way you uh, you can sit behind somebody and the, the benefit you get from that um the motion of the avatars the way the way you move around the other uh, the other avatars uh we break into corners so as you approach a corner in rgt uh we'll we'll do exactly what a real rider would you know you break exactly as much as you need based on your speed and the curvature of the the turn you're about to take uh so you know you can take uh, 90 degree turns at like 80 kilometers an hour your avatar will break which introduces you know the whole um um, interesting part of uh, of racing, for example, uh, because you have the drafting, you have the braking, and all that stuff. So then it's not just a, it's not just a you know kind of try and trial and let's see who can go faster. It's you know the the whole complexity of real cycling of uh, you know sticking with your team to draft them and uh, metering your efforts so that you know you don't waste too much power in the corners when your avatar is braking. That that whole uh, you know that whole complexity you find in real cycling, we try and emulate that. So all these things added up together, uh, we hope they add up into a really good experience that that people feel like they're really cycling. That's really cool. And uh, so, w- what is the minimum equipment requirement that you need to have? Can you get by with just a speed sensor, and then you uh, you have some virtual power, or do you need a power meter? How does that work? Actually, no, we don't. Uh, we're we're still a small team, and although it's on our uh, it's on our to do list, we uh, we haven't done the virtual power thing yet. Uh, so we do rely on a source of power. So you need the, either a smart trainer or a power meter to, to connect to RGT right now. Um, we will probably uh, implement the, the virtual power idea fairly soon, but uh, uh, it's it's only going to be usable to ride around and not uh, not race, for example, because we don't think it's fair for uh, you know virtual power users to to be racing and competitive events it's uh, you know uh, not not nearly accurate enough to to make it fair for everybody um yeah. so what uh, what you need at a minimum right now is uh, is a pc or a mac uh, and you download the application uh you need an antlos dongle as well to to connect your devices and uh, obviously you know you need a bike and uh, and a trainer and uh, and there you go uh, but in the future, we're aiming to uh, to uh, to make it even simpler and uh, release. So we're we're working right now on a mobile app that lets you connect uh, your devices with Bluetooth, so you don't have to buy that Amplus dongle. And uh, we'll we'll try and make it as accessible as 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 possible for everybody. You know, like on different platforms like iOS and Android and uh, so on. Sounds good. And how much does your software cost? And do you offer any free trials? 
uh, it doesn't cost anything. So uh, the the whole idea is what I was talking about at the beginning of making it as accessible as possible to everybody. Uh, we think a requirement for that to happen is is for it to be free. Uh, we don't think, for example, a club uh, of uh, let's say 50 cyclists uh, is going to be able to hold uh, you know the same kind of club ride that they do in the weekends in the summer, do the same thing virtually in the winter, uh, if everybody has to commit to to paying a subscription. We don't think that's realistic, and uh, you know it's it's probably never going to happen. And uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, people out there that are passionate about cycling, but they don't have the uh, you know the budgets that. Uh, you know, the North American or the European kind of cyclists have. And uh, also for them, it's, it's really important for it to be free so that they can um, they can have access to these experiences. Um, so for this uh, for this reason, uh, we decided to make uh, Road Grand Tours free to to uh, sort of give it to the community and give it to the industry to uh, and to open it, obviously, like I said before, for them to, to be able to create uh, experiences and content on top of it. And uh, what we're looking to monetize is the actual content itself. So just like, uh, think uh, as an idea, think about Android. Uh, Android is a free software that any manufacturer can take and uh, use, uh, you know, for their product, for their phones, for their tablets. Uh, the community can also take it and build projects on top of it and so on. But then you have apps on top of Android, right, which is the equivalent of the content on RGT. Uh, so you have free apps and you have monetized apps. So we're looking to do the same thing with uh, with the content on RGT. So you'll have uh, free roads and monetized roads. You'll have free bikes and monetized bikes, you know, free helmets, the monetized helmets, uh, and so on and so forth. So that way, everybody everybody gets what they want. You know, like people that are interested in just having an experience with their friends, riding around or participate in an event, and they do it once in a while, then that's fine. Uh, we welcome them to uh, to come and uh, download the software and use it for free and, and do that. Uh, but people that want more customization, they want to explore more, they want to get access to content, um, then uh, we're hoping that this uh, this model will encourage the creation of a lot of content, a lot of roads, a lot of events, uh, a lot of uh, bikes and, and other cool stuff. And uh, then people that want more access to more content and are willing to pay for it, and they can do that uh, as well. That's terrific. That that's great. All right. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, Alex. Just tell listeners where they can learn more about your software and uh, go and download it. Uh, Roadgrandtours.com, and uh, also I'd like to invite everybody to to get involved and uh, and contact us on Facebook. We're about to launch a new page called RGT Cycling, uh, and uh, we want to encourage them to uh, to get involved because it's really their software. So we we've made free, uh, like I said, for the accessibility, but also to kind of underline the fact that it's not our software; it's everybody's software. So we want you to tell us, um, you know, what you what you want to see as content what you want to see as features and tell us what you like what you don't like and then hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to get that done for you guys brilliant thank you so much thank you so we have two giants left on the list and first of them is american company swift that uh, they really re- revolutionized social riding indoors in a very impressive way so let's hear a bit more about uh, what uh, they're all about I'm here with Richard Malik, who is head of triathlon at Swift. Richard, welcome to that triathlon show. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure. Let's start with the first question that I ask everybody, which is, what is Swift's 30-second elevator pitch? Okay, well, Swift is uh, a multiplayer training and racing platform for cyclists 
triathletes and also runners. It's recently we've introduced running on Zwift. Um, it combines the the gamification and the graphics of a video game with the opportunity to to do serious and effective training and also there's a highly competitive racing environment within Zwift but what really sets Zwift apart from um from the competition if you like is we have a very large and engaged community uh, very it's a very social platform and at any time when you're on Zwift there will be thousands of other cyclists and triathletes uh you know doing doing similar workouts and and races or group rides or just just solo rides to to you so it's a it's a very social platform perfect and uh let's go a bit deeper into some of those you touched upon some of the features and benefits that you have within the platform already so i'll let you take it from here really and uh, and choose a few of those main features and benefits that uh, would be the most relevant for the triathlon audience that listens to to this podcast and discuss them in a bit more detail sure well you know in 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 essence we have five worlds now within within Zwift we have um one fantasy world called Watopia which is an island um that has several thousand meters of climbing options you can climb a, a effectively a replica of Alpe d'Huez within within that world or you can choose a fairly flat course if you want to so there's there's the opportunity to do uh, pretty much any kind of 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 training that you like in terms of in terms of the actual um the, the the place that you want to train the the, the kind of uh course that you want to train on and then we have four other worlds that are that are digitized we have a new york course that's just been launched innsbruck richmond and and the london course so there's a, a variety of courses to choose but within that there's as I, as i touched on before there's several different ways you can interact with zwift you can just get on and do a ride and 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 pretend you're effectively riding outdoors when you're riding indoors in a controlled environment or you can choose one of our more social platforms you can you can do a workout you can do a structured workout on your own or in a group environment and the group workouts we we kind of rubber band everybody together so as long as everybody's doing the same relative intensity so let's say everybody's doing 100% of ftp for 5 minutes um everybody stays together even if one person's ftp is 400 watts and another person's is 200 watts they'll ride together because they're both doing 100% of ftp and that's incredibly motivating you know we had an event last year so this is can, where, can i can i just uh, cut in here this is actually quite interesting because uh, some other platforms that i've already talked with uh, with them they have sort of a different concept with uh, like a physics based model if you will where actually if you're riding at an ftp which is a lot higher than your 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 social your your body's ftp that is riding next to you in that virtual world then you will be riding faster and you will get away but so you approach it quite differently there compared to many others for group workouts um you know group workouts have their own functionality where exactly that we 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 level it so that anybody can ride with anyone else in effectively a kind of a peloton a training peloton so to give an example of that we did a, a group workout with lionel sanders last year where he provided the workout to us it was a workout that he was planning to do anyway that day um we input it into zwift and then 330 people were able to do that workout with lionel at the same time as lionel and lionel had a little beacon above him 
showing where he was in the peloton and um and he was doing 400 watts at the same time everyone else was doing sort of two to 300 watts but everybody rides together and and um the interesting thing was lionel was a, a bit concerned that it would impact his workout negatively having to ride with other people but actually he he um put on instagram afterwards that it was the best workout he did last winter because it was it was he got so motivated with riding with 300 people that that it was um that it really helped him in his workout and of course everyone else absolutely loved riding with lionel so yeah group workouts are really particularly with a triathlon audience a really popular functionality that we have okay got it and and then the other functionalities that you have they don't necessarily work the same way so races for example and uh, uh, any potential other functionalities that i'm not aware of yet yeah can so, you expand upon that yeah so racing is is um about as true to life as you can get in terms of road racing it, it has a drafting if there are drafting algorithms within the game so if you're in a group of 10 or 15 cyclists all working together the guy on the front is working much harder than the, the, the guy in the middle of the pack and and you know if you go on a breakaway you're going to be have to push a lot more watts than the people sitting in the in the pack behind you and and um you know so it's a very advanced um algorithm that that makes the racing very very realistic we have we have um you, you know some top semi-pro cyclists using using our platform for their racing over the course of really throughout the year but particularly in the winter to, to sort of sharpen their their racing and, and again you know talking to triathletes some triathletes love the racing element there's no question that you will push yourself to new limits doing doing some bike racing um it's a it's a slightly different kind of training. It's much more high intensity intervals and, and then rests and, and, um, you know, there's not too much steady state training within a, within a race, but someone like Lionel, again, I don't, I don't want to keep referring to Lionel, but he's, he particularly loves, you know, working racing into his training program. So he'll, he'll maybe do a three hour session and do a, a one hour workout followed by an hour's race for a, for a really high intensity interval session and then followed up with another hour of maybe some longer steady state training um and and gets his intervals in that way because he knows he'll push the, the kind of watts that it's very hard to to motivate himself to push outside of a, a racing environment yeah definitely as a coach i think that's uh, valuable to every now and then if you can't race you live in in the, the northern hemisphere and it's winter is coming here so there's not much racing going on then it might be difficult to reach that that last few percentage points of your capability unless you are in a race situation but you provide an outlet to do so uh, virtually in indoors on the trainer so that's great um so now, now let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, is there anything else well the structured workouts you mentioned briefly can you talk about that because for triathletes we mentioned uh, before we started this interview actually triathletes are more about training with purpose training with structure rather than having having fun so so you have have that as well and well developed within swift so so talk about that a little bit yeah it's absolutely true we we, we um you know we recognized uh a couple of years ago that that swift when Zwift was born, we saw it very much as a as a way to make indoor training fun uh, and to and to, if you like, to gamify indoor indoor training and 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 make people want to train indoors. Um, but we also recognised 
that triathletes train indoors anyway because actually uh, training indoors for most people living in cities or, or, or not living in Boulder, let's say, um, you know, training outdoors can be difficult to make it effective for triathlon because you're you have a lot of traffic and you have a lot of starting and stopping. So, so, and actually, fun is a is a word that that could perhaps have negative connotations for triathletes in in terms of, um, y- you know, if, if somebody is time crunched they have a busy job they have families and they have a spare hour to do some training they want it to be effective training they want that training to make them go faster they don't necessarily want to have fun now we believe that you can have both you can you can do a very effective serious workout on zwift um, but have a lot of fun at the same time as doing it so so that's really been a focus for us is is getting that message across and and you know we we have we're lucky to have um just about 50 of the world's top triathletes now on on Zwift and and they are using it uh, and the feedback we get from them is it's it's making them faster you know it really is and and um, you know a good example of that is Jan Fredino started using the, the platform in January and he he said to us that he probably wouldn't use it very much because he lives in in beautiful you know Girona during the summer and and Noosa during the winter but he's ridden over 10,000 kilometers on Zwift this year since January um and you know up until his injury he's had an amazing season so it's it's he wouldn't be riding on Zwift if he wasn't finding it effective and and um and same goes for all 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 the pros that that ride Zwift so it's a it's it's uh, and, and and you know we're working more and more and more now with world class coaches who are recognizing that their athletes are loving Zwift and and they they are able to integrate their their training plans within Zwift and and um, yeah so we we believe it's a just 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 in one one or two sentences because we need to start to wrap things up soon but how do you provide that structured structured approach do you have a workout library or do you even have a training plan library just very briefly so that the listeners can get uh, get get sort of an idea of how that works sure we have we have all, all of the above really we have a we have some uh standalone training workouts in a library we have training plans but we also give the functionality where a coach can can provide training workouts within for instance training peaks if 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 a if an athlete and coach are using training peaks they can put an athlete's workout in training peaks and when the athlete logs into Zwift as long as they've connected their Zwift account to their training peaks account that workout will show up in Zwift on the day that they need to do that workout so that's a, okay that's i think i think i think some of my athletes probably use this without me even knowing <laughs> knowing about this functionality uh all right uh so Again, I'll challenge you to keep this very brief, but uh, if somebody is considering switching to, or why should somebody consider switching to your platform if they're on another platform currently? What is it that makes Swift unique compared to your competitors? Well, it's, a, it's an easy question to answer because we, you know, there are some other excellent platforms out there. Um, what what they lack compared to Swift is is the is the community and, and we've got an incredibly engaged community of, of hundreds of thousands of athletes using Zwift. So yeah, you're never alone working out on Zwift and, and, uh, and, and we believe that's what makes, makes Zwift so compelling. Brilliant. And, uh, how much does it cost? And, uh, do you offer any free trials? 
Uh, we do. It costs fifteen dollars a month to subscribe to Zwift, and there is a seven day free trial to to test the, the platform out. Brilliant. And uh, Swift.com is the URL where the listeners can go and learn more, and uh, we'll link that up in the show notes. Any social media outlets where you are also active that uh, you want to plug here? Any what? Sorry. And- uh, social media uh, accounts that you have, any particular Instagram or, or Facebook, or where, where do you are? Do you find that you have the most uh, good good content that listeners that want that are interested want to should follow you? Yeah, well, there's particularly we we have a Go Zwift social accounts uh, across Twitter and Instagram and 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 Facebook, but we also have a Go Zwift Try dedicated account that that has specific content for triathletes. So okay, that's good. That's good to know. All right. Thank you so much, Richard. It's been great to have you on and hear more about Swift. That's an absolute pleasure. Thanks Thanks for having us. And finally, we have Trainer Road that uh, you might know mostly as an indoor bike training software as per today's episode, but also a heads up that I did feature them last week as well in the training planning and analysis platform reviews since they recently launched some features that make them fall into both of these categories, also from a triathlon perspective, they actually have the capability to plan uh, plan swim and run workouts and, and will expand that in the future. So if you listened last week, this is the exact same interview that you heard then. And again, since we talk about both the training, planning and analysis side, as well as the bike training side, this interview is a bit longer. It's uh, almost 20 minutes, I think. So uh, bear that in mind. But it's because we have two different scopes basically that we cover and not just the one i'm here with nate pearson who is the ceo of uh, trainer road nate welcome to that triathlon show hi how are you i'm good thanks and uh, we discussed a little bit before here that uh, now with your recent uh, upgrade of the platform and addition of a calendar feature you qualify both as a bike training software but also as a sort of a training platform logging and analysis platform i don't have a good term for that you might have a better one but the idea here will be that we we cover all of these aspects and uh, and you will therefore feature in both the bike training software episode and the training analysis and the logging software episode so does that sound good sounds great so let's start with uh, what's your and trainer roads 30 second elevator pitch yeah so trainer road uh we make cyclists faster if you're the type of cyclist who wants to uh use science and structure to become as fast as possible as efficiently as possible in the least amount of time like trainer roads for you Uh, we do that through structured workouts training plans and an analytics program that is on uh ios android mac and pc Brilliant. And uh, let's uh, dig a little bit deeper into into those uh, things that allow you to make cyclists faster, as you as you describe. If you can just go into the the main features and benefits that your platform offers. Yeah. So we're all about power based cycling training. Um, for those who aren't familiar with that, that's a power meter on your bike, and a power meter is what allows you to be object- objective about your training. Um, a lot of for a long time, it was just about miles, but you know, the, the way you rack up 100 miles in a week can be completely different. Then for a while, it was uh, heart rate was an improvement over miles for some people, uh, which I still think RP is a little bit better than heart rate, but it was heart rate for a while. And then in like the late 90s, uh, power meters started to get 
very popular. And now there's a lot of research around power meters and and uh, not only that that they're accurate, but also like how to train correctly, what length your interval should be, how often, how much, how long your rest between uh, intervals is, how you should build out your season to peak for an event. There's a lot of science around that. And what Trainer Road is here is that we kind of package all that science and put them in easy to use platform. So we have a, a workout player, which is an app, and you sign up and you do what's called a ramp test. And a ramp test gets you uh, approximately what your FTP would be. And then as you do that, so you do, uh, after you get your ramp test and you do your ramp testing, get your FTP, we structure all of our workouts to your fitness level. And then depending on the type of rider you are, we're going to have you work on different energy systems. And as you progress through those energy systems, uh, it's going to, you know, get more difficult. And we're all about progressive load here at Trainer Road rather than just like locking you in and saying, hey, you can do 118% of VO2 max. We might start you off at 115 and then build you up to 120, a little bit higher. And we'll have you retest and start the whole thing over again. So that's the, that's like the, that's been the core of our product for a long time, which is just the doing the workouts and uh, had a lot of success from that. We've grown up to 60 employees bootstrapped. Recently, this year, we've launched two other parts to it. One is called Performance Analytics, and that is a analytics program to analyze your workouts, and that's on our website. And we felt that in the world of power training, there was like the really complex stuff and then the really basic stuff. But there was nobody in the middle that kind of gave you everything that you needed, but then nothing you didn't. Because power-based training, uh, there's a lot of metrics that you can measure that don't really have meaningful impact, uh, that aren't impactful for the vast majority of riders. And so what we tried to do is build a platform that would give you just the information that you need. Um, one unique aspect that we have on this is called uh, personal records. And inside of that, we have seasons. So instead of just having personal records of like one minute power, five minute power, 10 minute power and 20 minute power, we do it by second and it gets a little bit bigger increments as it gets bigger. But oftentimes you'll have a climb and it might be or even a like a half Ironman race and you, you might go for two hours and say 34 minutes or 24 minutes and you might not have an actual bucket exactly there. But now we have that. Um, the, another part of it is the ability to add seasons. So as your fitness goes through each year, as you want to peak for an event, uh, fitness is like cyclical where you might only have your peak fitness at your A event. And if you try to get power PRs for like during the rest of the year, you'll never achieve them. So with seasons, you can say, okay, I'm going to start in, let's say October and I'm going to peak in July and that's going to build a season. And now what I can do is I can compare that season to my previous, maybe October to July or maybe my previous January to August that I had um, in a previous year. And what we can actually do is say, at this six weeks into my season so far, how am I comparing to six weeks last season for power? And hopefully, even though you're not as strong as your A race, you're starting at a bigger base level. So that's performance analytics in a nutshell. There's a whole bunch of more really cool stuff in that. Um, the last part that we launched is a training calendar. And again, we thought there wasn't a really easy to use training calendar. So we've recently launched that. Uh, it syncs in all your workouts from Garmin and Strava and also Trainer Road. And you can apply Trainer Road plans. You can edit the days of the week so you can move them around. You can apply runs and swims. You can plan those out. 
Uh, other workouts too, like weight training or whatever you do with that. You can also, uh, you know, push and pull weeks, all the things you would think you would be able to do in a calendar, copy weeks, copy workouts, but also do another thing that's pretty cool, which is uh, mark certain events as races. Uh, you can see your training stress score, like kind of evolve as you plan out your uh, plan out your whole season and uh, add annotations. So what those are are basically kind of like in Google Anal- or in Google Calendar when you can do all day events. But these are more like notes. So you can say for this week I was sick uh, for this week I was traveling and they're color coded and it's really cool. So that's kind of there's a whole bunch there, but that's it kind of in a nutshell. And, and this training calendar, it's uh, a fully fledged uh, calendar and uh, tool for triathletes as well, so that you can get your training stress score from run workouts, etc., and not just the cycling workouts. Exactly. So you can uh, you can estimate them, and and you can also type in the run and swim TSS. The part we don't have right now, which we will be building, is the right now you have to mark them as complete, which I know isn't the the most like isn't the best outcome. We will be building over this next winter uh, after doing a few more things to be able to suck in the runs and swims uh, that you have recorded on your devices. So running is very common to record it. Swimming is getting more common. But for now, you have to either type in your TSS. Um, we have like an estimator there for based on RPE. You can get TSS, which is more accurate than you would think. But yeah, so you for triathletes, you can definitely plan your, your bike runs and swims and manage your training stress load for all three across the season. We also have triathlon plans too that have runs and swims built in that you can put on your calendar. And uh, and going along with that calendar and the, the performance analytics, uh, do you have in the performance analytics part or do you have some sort of dashboard and charts where you can see, for example, how your uh, your run training volume or swim training volume has evolved over the season, you know, like many other training platforms would, would show yes. if that's something that you have? Uh, in a couple of weeks that is coming out. So right now it's kind of all gets grouped together into one training stress metric. Uh, so like for a week, if you did 500 from bike, run and swim, you'd see all 500, but, uh, we have it already in development to be able to see like one at a time so that you could see just how is my running stress or just my swimming stress? How is that evolving? You compare it to the last four years. So, so it sounds like this, this whole part with the performance analytics and the calendar, it's something that you're going to keep evolving and keep having as one of the your priorities to to build it out to be like a real fully fledged uh, established triathlon platform as well as a cycling platform absolutely it's we've got a create a crazy roadmap where i think before we wanted to do similar features that people do today but do them better but in the future we've got a whole bunch of ideas to make cyclists and triathletes faster that no one's done before and of course i can't that sounds like a sleazy marketing thing, but I can't say it right now because I don't want to give it away. But if you follow us on social media or something, you can uh, you'll hear about it when we start releasing these things. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I want to go back a bit to the to the cycling software part as well uh, to make sure that uh, that everybody understands how it works. You can essentially can you talk about the, the way that you choose training plans and can build your season and, and how that works from from a user perspective when somebody signs up and they have no idea. Uh, how it's going to work with trainer road what what will they experience as they go through the season yeah so we have a uh the idea that we follow is a base build and specialty idea so you work on your base training and then uh that's a certain time period of 12 weeks then after that you get into your build 
and then post that you get in your specialty. So if you're a triathlete, this becomes a very easy thing to do because we have sprint, Olympic, half distance, and full distance plans with swim, bike, and run on it. And you just for each for each of those uh, parts of the season for for the base for, base, for the build and the specialty phase. Exactly. And so what you do is just pick how much volume you can take, and you know six hours, you know eight to ten hours, or, or you know twelve, fourteen hours, uh, and then inside of that you can then adjust your calendar. So based on the amount of time you have until your A event, you can do that. And then we have also. Uh, uh, not I, suggestions about if it doesn't line up exactly. We will have a tool coming out uh, probably uh, shortly. I can't say exact date, but we'll, that will automatically, you pick your A event and we'll build, we'll put together the, the kind of the blocks for you. So if you don't have the exact amount of time or you have more time, we'll help you put in the correct blocks so that you don't set so your peak correctly. And if you have that's, a B race, that's cool. did, did, did you get, get tired of answering that question on the podcast a million times? So, so you oh. decided to build a tool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a billion times. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we have. Uh, I so what happens is it's really hard to train. Like you can do the best plan possible, but it never works for everybody. Things need to adjust. So, a lot of tools that we're building in the future is how can we be more reactive to the person. And because uh, schedules aren't the same, they don't have the same amount of time to train each week, they travel, they get sick. And how can we all adjust this to be to make people as fast as possible without having to have this person become what we call like a data scientist or read a whole bunch of blog articles or read a book about training? Um, we want the system just to tell them what to do. Yeah. And final question about uh, the the platform, the software is, uh, uh, what does it look like when you do a workout, when you follow one of the, the structured workouts that you have there? What, what What's the, the user looking at? And visually, can you describe that? Yeah. So this is a key like difference between us and other platforms is our interface is designed to be very simple. Uh, there's something like, there's a lot of research around cognitive load. And even people like the more you have to think while you're working hard, working out, the harder, the higher the RPE is. So we have a very, as you're working out, basic system where you see your power, uh, your target power, your heart rate, your cadence. And then you basically see uh, it's a graph that looks like you're it's like a time based workout and you're trying to hit your targets. And then we also have instructional text. So as you're working out, it's very light because you can totally overdo this. But. We give people like cadence drills, um, body position adjustments, as in you can't imagine how much times during a hard interval you raise your shoulders. You got to relax those like you're making things harder uh, and motivational text. So what our kind of stance is, depending on the intensity of the ride, you can do different things for entertainment. So if you're doing recovery or aerobic ride, you can totally watch TV and that's enjoyable. I get to watch a whole bunch of TV that I normally wouldn't get to watch in my life by doing aerobic, but aerobic rides. But once you get into the sweet spot territory, it's like certain shows you can watch, but that and above, I start watching, uh, cyclocross races or, uh, YouTube channels of like crits and stuff. And then the other thing that there's science to back this up is what I do is I pause that and I listen to up-tempo music. So up-tempo, uh, up-tempo music has been shown to lower RPE. And it's amazing if you switch from like 
watching a TV show to just like listening to music, have it loud in your ears and concentrate on your power, the RPE actually goes down. And we, we also have a stance that we think like we don't do entertainment because we think the entertainment industry will always beat us. Like the amount of content that's made from new, exciting races just in cycling is huge. Uh, YouTube stuff, uh, Netflix, Hulu, like they are so good at entertainment. And then once you need that motivation, really music's been shown to be the best. So uh, that's 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 our stance on it. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, that's really interesting, interesting stance, and it really does make you unique for sure. Which brings me to my final question: uh, Why should somebody who is not on Trainer Road currently consider switching to you? Like, if they use a different platform? Yeah, for example, or they don't use any platform at all. But yeah, let's let's assume that they use some platform. Yeah, the 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 best case is like if you look around and look at we have a forum forum.trainer.com you can ask the question in there talk to other people uh our platform is known to make cyclists faster like if you want to have if you just want to be entertained or feel like you worked out hard but not actually get faster you can use other people's stuff i know that sounds kind of sounds kind of mean but we really focus on the science and the performance aspect of it we only care about you'll be able to do more watts at a higher, you know, at a higher level or more, be more repeatable and peak for your events. And the best way to do it is to look at what other users have said. So if you go into our forum, um, you go into like Reddit or something like that and post a question about people switching, you will see that people have significant improvements. They get a lot faster when they go over to trainer road. And uh, how much does, uh, does it cost? And do you offer any free trials? Yeah, so we're $15 a month or $129 a year, uh, and we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So basically, you can free trial it for 30 days, and even if you sign up for a year, and within those 30 days, if you go to your account on the website, you can get a full refund. Got it. Perfect. And uh, trainerroad.com is your website, so I guess that's the best place to learn more, but you also have a a great podcast, which is uh, Ask a Cycling Coach podcast, so we'll have all of those things linked to in the show notes. Is there anything, social media, your forums perhaps that you want to uh, to highlight as well for the listeners that want to learn more about you? Yeah, we have forum.trainerroad.com. Uh, another thing people don't realize kind of our scope as much, like we, I don't know if we've done a good job of saying this, but we have uh, right now 1.5 million workouts coming to our platform every month. And our podcast gets around 100,000 listens a week. So uh, what I'm saying this is we are very popular. We're not a uh, kind of like a scrappy upstart trying to convince people. We're an established company, uh, which I think making really great tools. And again, read the read the reviews of our podcast, read the go to forum.trainer.com, read what other people say. And that's the that's the best selling point. I mean, you can listen to me all day, but listen to actual cyclists who've gotten faster yeah no uh, i'm i'm one and traffic I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who's used trainer road i actually don't use any platform at the moment because i i've been training mostly on the roads recently uh for various reasons but i do think that it's a absolutely fantastic platform and it made me a lot faster when i was using it and hopefully i can move into a bigger apartment soon and then i can try out all of these platforms again that, that i've been learning more about but yeah i, I have to say that trainer road is, is really fantastic for our uh, triathletes too, like I, I used to be a triathlete, so I got started. We just went to Kona and did episodes 
we talked to four people, two of which only use Trainer Road uh, to get to qualify for Kona and to execute at Kona. They they were doing blazing fast bike spits, like four forty five or something like that, like really fast. But um, it's really great to you can listen to those episodes and kind of see how triathletes use Trainer Road. Uh, people have qualified for Kona only using our training plans. A lot of people. Um, there's a surprising amount of people who qualify for Kona that are trainer road users. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Nate. You went a bit over time, but since uh, you are both a training platform and a cycling platform, I guess that is okay. It was uh, great having you on and uh, uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and last week's episode as well. If you have any feedback, if you like these types of episodes, then uh, feel free to send it in to me on michael at scientifictriathlon.com. That's Michael with a K. Or you can uh, comment in the comment section on the show notes page. You can find the show notes and uh, they will have all the links to the different websites and you will have the cliff notes, of course, as usual on thattriathlonshow.com. Uh, just click through to this specific episode. And uh, if you have uh, a particular favorite in the indoor bike training software industry, then let us all know there in those comments. It would be really cool to hear what you all think. Uh, and uh, actually, in recent days, the rain has been coming to Lisbon, so I really need to know. I am about to uh, get more into indoor training mode this winter than I was last year because it was a bit too wet for my liking when, when the rainy season was here. Uh, all right, so that's about it. Finally, let's thank our sponsors, Ventum, that you can find on VentumRacing.com. They make super fast triathlon bikes that are also easy to travel with, to pack, and to build back up. And uh, actually, one of their super bikes is the Ventum C, which is now my non-draft bike that I will be racing on next season. And uh, I love it because it's it comes from the same mold as the Ventum 1, the flagship model, but uh, it comes at an entry-level price point. So uh, that's really something that I think for most listeners, the Ventum C might be the bike to go to rather than the Ventum 1. But although the Ventum 1 is the flagship model for a reason it is uh, even more impressive than the ventum c so if you have the cash to spare definitely check that out as well and of course check out the road bike options that are coming down the line already available for pre-order but anyway you can get a free upgrade from training wheels to edco g065 race wheels when you apply the promo code that triathlon show all one word all caps at checkout on ventumracing.com and a big thanks to Stack that you can find on stackzero.com. That's S-T-A-C, zero spelled out, dot com. That's where you can check out all their different trainer models. All of them are completely silent and all of them are portable and they fold up in a really small, low stack that you can ha- keep underneath your bed, for example. And they have uh, models from the smart trainer option Halcyon to the base model that is uh, super affordable despite all of its great features like the complete silence, no wear and tear on the bike and the wheels and the tires. Uh, So check all them out and see which one is best for you. Whichever one you go with, you can get 20% off with the promo code thattriathlonshow, all one word, all caps on stackzero.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.